and welcome to another episode of Away to Heal Utah. I'm your host, Dave Meekham. I've been looking forward to this. This episode is going to be a lot of fun because we have basically a party going on. We've got Dr. Brett Mackiff from the Hill Program, Judy Sharp, Laura Holtrip Cole, and Brenda Rawls, all from the Hill Program at the Utah DHHS. And it's been a tradition, more or less, to get everybody together when we come to one of the major holidays. And we've got Independence Day, the 4th of July, coming up here next week. Thought I'd bring you all together so we can talk about ways that we can have a fun yet healthy 4th of July. Thank you for being here. This is going to be great. It's always a treat. It's like family reunion. So there's so much going on for the 4th of July Independence Day. We've got things that are really healthy, things that are not so healthy, and lots of stuff in between. Brett, let's maybe talk about, because I think physical activity is a great example of this, because... It's something that you see every Independence Day, all the 4Ks and all these active things that you can do. And then we have the total opposite of that is I'm just going to plop down in the couch and be sedentary until the grill is done. Well, I think we've had some inflation lately. So we've actually gone up to 5Ks uh, and maybe some 10Ks as well. What did uh, I say? 4Ks. Did I? <laughs> it's the TV. It's the, I was so proud. It's of- the video in my head. <laughs> <laughs> I love uh, it. Okay. Well, it should be because it's the 4th of July. Why not run 4K? Why not? Right. Mm-hmm. We, we, we see in this in high def. It's amazing. It's all I can afford. Uh, that's how it works, too. No, it's an interesting thing that this time of year is when people go, oh, wait, it's actually summer. This is amazing. Maybe we should go outside and actually do something fun. And it is kind of a thing that around this time of year, everybody goes out and does races and events and plays in the, uh, the pool and goes to the lakes and goes hiking. It's a good time of year for everybody to get out. All right. I'm, I mock family reunions a lot of the time because, you know, sometimes you just don't see anybody in your family the whole year, but it's a great chance to get everybody together. I mean, we used to, with my family reunions, we'd have uh, the, the ever so popular softball tournament. Oh, yes. Yeah. Now, as, as a kid who was very non-athletic, that was always traumatic, but it was still a kind of a fun way to see how people move in the big wide world and, you know, get out there and try things. And I think that's kind of the more fun part of the whole, whole situation is that we do have the excuse. We've got some time off. We've got some time with family and we have a chance to do some things that are active. So we might as well embrace that jump at it. Yeah, there's a real well, social aspect to this. And and uh, going forward, I'm just going to call them the three-mile runs. <laughs> so I have uh, to say that that's a good segue for what you said, Brad, about feeling awkward. And so that's why I like working in the early childhood spectrum age group because we can, you know, really help kids learn the right foot forward with the right foot, you know, the correct foot, the left foot forward and the right foot throwing. So you're not feeling awkward at doing those activities. You're feeling comfortable in your own body, in your own skin. You enjoy it. And therefore, you're going to initiate that on your own. And those are the key pieces to having a kid um, you know, feel comfortable moving their body and being physically active. That sets them up for a trajectory of movement for life. And Judy, some kids are just naturally more athletically minded. Some kids have just got this, this sense that I know how to generally move. And then they get fine-tuned with some you know good coaching. As adults, come on, when was the last time a lot of us throw a baseball? And so it might be a kind of a fun thing to equalize at some of these events. Throw with your non-dominant hand. You know, let's let's not make this be about efficiency. Let's make this be hilarious. And 
And maybe you'll end up running a lot more because we know we're not going to throw as far. Right, 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 right. Because then people are going to tease you about throwing like a guy throwing with his left hand. And I'll tell you right now, if you've ever seen me do it, it's it's worth it's 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 humor worthy. It's beautiful. That's why it's good to be with family because they can never reject you when you look absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> you you don't know my family. And there's all kinds of different activities, right, Brett? I mean, there's team things, there's team sports, there's team team activities, coordination activities. There's things that you don't need a lot of coordination for, like you know. Like, well, I mean, I think about the, you know, the, what's the one where it's not like the egg carry. We see those a lot of times, you know, around, you know, Easter and such, but I've seen a lot of people do relays and fun things at family reunions. I'm honestly, it's lots of running, it's lots of play. And I think that's the important part that it's not about the, the, the workout. It's about the, the play out where I'm going to go mm -hmm. with that. Cause that's going to be just as beneficial and actually probably more so. Yeah. And Brett, you've seen our um, top star activity where we had Diane Crafty, the sock game. They put, everybody takes socks, just get socks from the dollar store or socks that have holes in them and they don't need to be paired. Everybody puts them in their back pocket and they run behind the person and pull it out of their back pocket. And then they have to pick up another one and put it in their own pocket. And they're running around doing squats and it's hilarious, you know, <laughs> no coordination needed. <laughs> or probably demonstrated for that matter. <laughs> Judy, I thought you were going to say the sock challenge where you like, you have to Take your shoe and sock off and then put it back on all while standing on one foot. Oh, that's the old man balance act, right? Yeah. Someone told me, a male told me that. No, those are good. No, that's an interesting one because just yesterday, the Department of Health and Human Services at the federal level released the the mid-course report on physical activity guidelines for older, older adults. And that was one of the things that popped up more than I even want to mention is the need for balance training in mm -hmm. older adults. And when yeah. they... Define older adults, again, recognize that we have a, a an age where that's considered, but there's also a lot of us preparing before we get to that age. So we're not playing a catch-up game. So right. yeah, I, I mean, balance is recommended for everybody, but we should be doing something, you know, at all ages, down to the, the early childcare environment too. Well, especially in the early childcare environment, because that's where we set up that pattern of them feeling comfortable with their bodies and wanting to move and, and um, they find their niche, whether they're a super athletic kid, then maybe like you said, Brett, you fine tune that work for the kids that aren't, then you find some basic things and they can find their niche. It could be something, you know, that, that feels good to their body, but movement is important. Like Dave said, as opposed to sitting on the couch. <laughs> um, such a common one is the inclusion of dance. And in a lot of, you know, a lot of, cultures that's a, a huge part of it not me i have zero coordination let's just be straight up you don't <laughs> want to see that but dance is such an important part to so many people that you know here we're talking about you know the july 4th holiday we're talking about people getting together we're getting people why not why not have a dance off i'll tell you right now that's an equalizer if you've ever seen it yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd like to keep the people at my party so no <laughs> <laughs> at least not for me <laughs> now, this is what i love about this group and just the all, overall concept of when we're talking about what fits for everyone because there's two ideas of what can be fun and what can be appropriate for your family or your fourth event so i think that's great you got to find what works for you guys what works for us i mean right and it's always a, a morphine game, you know, like, well, this worked, but it didn't work with these people or my party or whatever. And you, you come up with a variety of things that work for everybody. 
Yeah, you're only limited by your creativity. It's going to be a hot day. Maybe you want to go on a hike and get up and get away and cool off in the mountains. Maybe that's where you can take your family, get some activity in, enjoy the scenery, get away and cool off. So many ideas you could come up with. Not just the, you know, getting out of the valley. If you're not rolling or out of the lower elevations, but, you know, let's get a, a little bit of a water fight going. You know, we're going to say, yes, I know we're in a desert and we want to be thoughtful, but come on, there's not a whole lot you can go wrong with good old quality water fight. Pick on that. That's what one of my favorite is around here. <laughs> what do you like to do, Brett? Twerk guns, well, water balloons? What do you think? I, I'll tell you right now, it's gone from everything from just being, you know, ambushed by a, a cup of water over my head. I didn't know we were in a water fight. It was amazing. But it's a great way to cool off. And you get people running around chasing and everybody's just having a blast. Just just don't, you know, just don't cross-check grandma. That would be bad. You'll lose. <laughs> Always. So activity is one thing. I think the other thing that we have to look at is nutrition, because that's another example of we can do it really right or we can do it really wrong. Laura, how do we stay on the good side of this? Oh, I think that these summer holidays, personally, I think can be a little more simple than the winter holidays because it's hot. And so we want we crave those cold, refreshing foods, which often are fruits and vegetables, or they could be if you remember them. So yeah, I think really leaning into the fruit salad and the cold veggies, and then obviously getting your main dish too, but it can come naturally if you listen to that, your body saying, I'm hot. And um, fruits and veggies are over 90% water. So it's a great way to also stay hydrated. I think so many of us understand the importance of hydration um, and just remembering that you can get your hydration through food too can help put us over the edge to getting those fruits and veggies. I think I've mentioned on this podcast at least once or twice before that one of my favorite treats when it's really hot outside is fresh pineapple that's been refrigerated and is nice and cold. It's so good when it's hot. Yeah. Or um, melons are, are close to in season and the older I get, I feel the more more people I meet that don't like watermelon, um, which I just think is insane. But those are always a, a great option, too. Yeah, and of course, then it won't be cold, but you can also throw these things on the grill, which I think we've talked about in the past as well. There's really, and, and Brett's living proof of this, not much you can't put on the grill. Pineapple, that's good stuff. Yeah, you can do searches, you know, and if you're not as creative, I mean, creativity is great. And if you're having a little struggle with that, there's so much you can search. There's eatright.org and there's uh, Laura turned me on to have a plant. So there's tons of websites and places that you can just search, you know, grilled veggies and get ideas and put your own twist on it if you have that creative side. Yeah. Also, just freezing fruit is super refreshing and kids love it. And it always hurts my teeth when I watch someone bite into a piece of frozen fruit. But that can be a great choice, too. You can make little parfaits with blueberries, yogurt, strawberries, red, white, and blue kind of fame. You can freeze it. You can just have it cold. There's so many things to get ideas from and talk to your friends. And I, me, and you've heard me say this, is I'm all about taste. And I find ways to find recipes, foods, alterations so it's not so heavy and fatty for lots of reasons we don't need that to substitute in our diets as much and the high sugar that's really not that hard 
to, you know, to look for things or to change things, to modify them a little bit. The great thing about frozen fruit is there's no cooking required. It's so hot. You just don't want to come in the house and heat up your house and cook and just how nice to have a nice cold salad that's already made and a frozen fruit. I think that's just the best way to celebrate. But you know what, Laura? I thought watermelon was mandatory for 4th of July. My worldview is turned upside down. Yeah, I bet. Well, let me ask this question. The idea of frozen fruits or grilling fruits and veggies, these are great. And a lot of people do them. But the one thing that most everybody's going to do is they're going to have meat on the grill. And there are good choices and there are not as good choices when it comes to what kind of meat you're going to grill. So what recommendations do you have for us, Laura? Oh, keep it lean, mostly lean. So chicken is always a good choice. Chicken breasts are really hard to do well. Chicken thighs are less hard to do well. They, they're they a great choice. There's a lot of good options now that are um, like chicken sausages. Actually, just last night I had a garlic chicken bratwurst and it was delicious. Or uh, if you're doing steaks, a leaner cut of steaks, leaner ground beef is always good. And then if you have a chance to marinate meat, like if you're doing a nice piece of meat, marinating it in fresh herbs can really help prevent the carcinogens from forming on on the meat as you grill. Um, So that's just one other like thing to think about. Explain more what that means. Yeah. So that really tasty kind of, you know, burned bits of meat are so good, but they create what is called heterocyclic amines, which are things that can turn carcinogenic. But there's lots of easy ways to prevent that. And one is marinating in fresh herbs because the antioxidants can actually do some good work on preventing those chemical reactions from happening, those harmful chemical reactions. Interesting. And even in some of the traditional 4th of July treats that we do, burgers and and hot dogs, there's still better choices and worse choices. Yeah, there are. And, you know, beyond um, just making sure you're choosing the right kind of ground beef, like leaner ground beef would be good to make burgers with. But some people are going to say, no way. Um, I have my way of doing it. I'm going to do that. And that's okay. Like you can, you can do that, but then just make sure you're, you're getting the balanced meal with the fruits and veggies and maybe choose a whole grain bun or choose healthier in other parts of the meal to kind of balance it out a little bit. Right. I love that point, Laura, as far as some people have their favorites and that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about finding a balance in life and moving towards healthier. And I love to talk about tastier foods that are healthy versus stigmatizing things that are carrot sticks and celery. That's not how I eat. That's not, that's not how a lot of people that I work with professionally guide and educate. It's all about finding tasty foods that are also healthy. And there's so much that we're missing out on because we're looking for convenience of quick fix. So like you said, if they're making a, a plateful, you know, think a little bit in the grocery store when you're purchasing things about all the snack foods too. You know, we can look at the sugar-filled beverages and we can find the ones that are not. We can find the snack foods that can be great for picking at versus, you know, the chips and the excessive amount of fat and and unhealthy foods that are in there. Um, I was going to mention too fish. You know, fish is also a great choice for meats and things like salmon are really forgiving as well. Like chicken breast, like you said, can dry out. You got to wash it. Thighs are a little bit more fatty. Same thing with fish. If you get a fatty fish like salmon, wow, it's easy. You can't, it's foolproof. Can't really overcook it. Salmon is so good grilled. Mm. Oh, it's so good. I love the way you said so good. That's what I want 
people to look for. Oh my gosh, that was so good. Why did I get that takeout food yesterday? This was so easy, so good, and I feel good. And that's what I want people to recognize. That's my personal thing. Like, wow, I love good food. And you know the difference. Once so you young. start comparing like a yeah. burger that you make at home versus maybe a takeout burger. Yep. Yep. Good point. I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, salmon's way yummy. All right. So before we wrap up here, I need to know what's going to be on everybody's grill this weekend. Brenda, let's start with you. Probably corn on the cob. Oh, it's yeah. Really good with just a tiny bit of butter on it, a little bit of olive oil. And we're seeing corn on the cob in the stores now already. So, because we just had yeah. some this last week. And so that's way good. I love it's, that. It's awesome. Laura, what are you going to put on the grill? I was just thinking another fun thing to do in the holidays because we generally have a little extra time. Shish kebabs. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know what kind, but I always like doing that. And it's fun to get the kids to help put them on the, the stickers. Yeah. No, kids love that stuff. No, that's a great idea. Judy, what are you going to put on the grill? Well, I'll probably have some salmon for sure. And maybe some grilled sweet potato slices and get them toasty so they're little hockey pucks that I can pick up and snack with with my friends. And I also have some fresh kale in the garden. It's getting out of control. So I think I'm going to do a walk and do look up a recipe and kind of add my own and make a stir fry and use that, that, um, that kale, that red kale I have. Oh, that sounds really good. Okay, Brett, you're Mr. Creative when it comes to the grill. What are you going to put on there this weekend? Well, I, I was going to go with the corn because, you know, that's just one of the best things. But, you know, besides the burgers, that will definitely happen. One thing I like to do is actually just do romaine wedges and, believe it or not, throw a little oil on it and grill that. It's actually really good. You would, you'd be surprised at grilling lettuce. Never thought of that. I, you know what? You did say creative. Let's let's go down that road. <laughs> What's the weirdest thing you've ever put on the grill? I think I asked you this last year. I, I think my favorite one was a pineapple wrapped in bacon that I smoked and then grilled. And I think it was called a swine apple. <laughs> and with that, this has been a great podcast. <laughs> Thanks for being here, everybody. This is always a lot of fun. I've been looking forward to it. And It didn't disappoint. I hope you all have a great Independence Day weekend. Get out there and get active. Put something fun and tasty on the grill that's good for you. There's lots of options out there. Be creative and have some fun. Thanks again for being here, everybody. And we'll see you next time on Awaydio, Utah.